We peel back the layers of Jordan today on Podcasmagoria. Welcome to another episode of Podcast Magoria. My name's Autumn. And I'm James. And today we are discussing, well, our second in a long line of cool ghouls. Yeah. And that is the man himself, Jordan Peele. Yeah. A nice little appreciation episode. Yeah. And he is straight up like a modern day horror icon. Yes. He is bringing a new standard to the genre if yeah. you ask me yeah uh definitely bringing horror up uh from the the pits of despair yeah. that they've been in <laughs> i i noticed that horror movies have kind of gotten uh creative again yeah ever since he started doing his thing well yeah i think that you'll find that every so often when a new you know uh hip horror director starts you know making stuff that the industry standard starts to change a little bit. Yeah, people happened... are like, "Wait, what? People don't just want thrillers and 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 yeah. ooky spookies." That's right. They want to think too. Yeah, oh. and I think that's because the industry leaned so heavily in the other direction because of the popularity of Eli Roth's stuff. Right. But that just like for the longest time became the industry standard where just so many lazy. Mm -hmm. and terrible movies yeah uh, and then thankfully jordan peele being a huge fan of horror was just like well actually i've got some ideas of my own yeah um and we shall discuss some of those ideas here yeah in a bit of course uh we also want to go into a little bit of his influences yes. and you know go over his career because believe it or not horror has followed him throughout it so to start, if you've watched Key and Peele, um, there are a lot of hints to his darker sense of humor. Oh, yeah. Like, whenever we're, you're watching an episode, you're like, okay, this has to be one of Jordan's sketches that he wrote. Yeah, yeah, because they all have, like, a weird angle to them, a weird um, twist, or, or it just it takes a really kind of basic idea uh-huh and then for whatever reason it gets very strange very fast yes like i guess to start with uh one of the ones um that i think is a good example of it would be uh the continental breakfast sketch oh yeah yeah because it's it, it's it starts so like seemingly normal yeah yeah it, yeah it, it's just like uh, okay this guy has never been to a hotel before has never had a continental breakfast and is just like really digging on it oh yeah <laughs> to a point where he's crying while stuffing his face with all the international delights that he's enjoying <laughs> <laughs> and um but then it ends in such a weird tone because it turns out that he has always been there uh, yep. and you get a shining reference. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not what you expect. No. 
And that's what I love about it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. You know, and I mean, because like the character is weird. I mean, to start because he very old fashioned looking. He's got the little pencil mustache and yeah. stuff. And, and it's just like, okay, well, <laughs> where did this guy come from? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then, yeah, like, well. It's because he's been there since like the 1940s or whatever. Yeah. So it's it's so it's so weird. But that's not the only um, shining reference uh, in Key and Peele because there's the other uh, more obvious one uh, sketch, which is The Shining, mm-hmm. where where Key is being a char- is playing a character that's getting shown around the new office, and then Peele is another guy that's in a cubicle and it turns out that he's got the shining yeah and he's communicating to him and it's and it, like yeah. oh, it's yeah, so but, incredibly funny but like, in that it's uh you know all black people have the shining yeah, that's yeah. how we're able to co- communicate with each other that's right. and yeah and like the janitor walks by and he's like what's up my man or yeah, whatever yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you know and um he has no idea how to handle all of it and until uh <laughs> the voice of morgan freeman comes yeah uh, to calm him down and help him uh he also you know. uh called upon obama too yes yes <laughs> Um, and they were they were in his head going, yeah, we're here too. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's so incredibly funny. Yeah, yeah I love like, it. I, and and it ends with a uh, with a bloody twist. Oh yeah, which yeah, I'm trying to get into. Of course, but, uh, the themes of the sketches are obvious that they were inspired by just a, a deep love and affinity for you know horror mm-hmm. as a whole, mm-hmm. and especially like deep influences, obviously like The Shining and stuff being like a, you know Kubrick and and, yeah. and Stephen King, but also like a lot of them just have a lot of angles or the way that they're filmed and stuff like where it's not just a lot of sketch comedy shows are they don't try mm-hmm. that hard. Yeah, and that's what was so refreshing about King and Peele though was that mm-hmm. it was a sketch comedy show where they actually seemed to try. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's what made the horror in these sketches so great, though, too, was because they were actually trying. And since it was something you didn't expect either, because, I mean, you know, sketch comedy, they'll occasionally have like a horror themed skit here or there. But th- it happens often yeah. enough in Key and Peele. And a lot of them are definitely where you would never uh, expect the angle that, that it would come from, where there's a certain amount of you know reality to some of them. Mm-hmm. But then you have others. Are you thinking about maybe uh, the weird baby one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby Forrest Whitaker. Uh, um, yeah, you know, we just have... Jordan's head on the the body of a baby, which is kind of horrifying to begin with. Could have stopped there. We, we, yeah, that's all that we really needed. But instead, he had to be like completely like creepy too on top yeah. of it. But it really goes to show <laughs> that like kids can be creepy without even trying. Well, yeah, like <laughs> um, you we we have plenty of friends that have kids, yeah, and stuff, and kids do the the. You know, maybe not to the extent of the goo goo gaga. I yeah. want milk. I yeah. want milk. It's so funny <laughs> that that became like a a popular TikTok sound. Yeah. 
<laughs> I want milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the whole kids standing and staring at you, like yeah. staring through you and stuff. Like, yeah, I can see the connection that's made there, uh-huh. which is, I think, makes the the sketch that much more funny. Yeah, because we definitely have all had that moment of, uh, it should should you get your kid looked at? Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, thankfully I've not been held hostage by a child. Like, right. You know, like demanding, in this sketch. Yeah, demanding that I, I you know, sing uh, lullabies to them. Make it personal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so incredibly funny. Yeah. He seems to also, though, kind of like the uh, scary kid angle because, um, you know, of course he has, you know, an exorcist-themed sketch. (laughs) And then, of course, there's a really famous uh, evil kid sketch. um, Yeah, that one. It's one of my favorites, actually, uh, because, I mean, (laughs) you know, the kid's in a -A Make-A-Wish program, and they're like, well, what's your wish? And he's like, I want to see the life leave a man's eye. I want to drown him and yeah yeah, yeah. it's like just great. hold him under the water and, and it's like and then he changes his mind where he just wants to hold his mouth he wants to breathe in the last breath yeah <laughs> and it's just it's great because um you know key is playing the doctor and it's just like you horrible child and, and, and he's like well what it's my wish yeah <laughs> it's what i wish for wasn't it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well and it's just it's great because he completely you know loses his shit on him and yeah it's like i question everything i know about everything and then and then the, the evil kid's just like wish granted <laughs> yeah, and then, and then fades away. It's just so great. Yeah, I, I obviously like. I mean, we'll list his influences, but I mean, it's obviously he's got a little. He he likes the scary kid movies just like I do. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, clearly, <laughs> it's um, it's always really interesting though to see his um horror sketches also have like the social commentary with them yeah uh because he does have one about zombies and yeah. you know like zombies ravenous creatures yeah you, yeah you can't escape they know where you're at yeah everybody knows zombies <laughs> but in this particular sketch these zombies want nothing to do with key and pill yeah <laughs> because they're in a pretty nice upscale neighborhood uh-huh. and uh all the zombies are just like avoiding them and they're running and they're like wait a second and they're like <laughs> going up to zombies and the zombies are like whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa yeah so racist zombies yeah it's really funny and it's 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 i think there's a couple other ones um that i'll mention here in a second that are also this is one of the ones that like you go ah mm-hmm you can see why the future films that he makes are what are, they are. Yeah. But I mean, you know, how uh how far away from the truth would it be though? <laughs> Do you really think? <laughs> <laughs> there might be something to it. Um uh, but then like you know, on, on the same on the other side of the same coin ultimately, uh there's also the alien imposters mm-hmm. uh sketch, which is it's it's more of the kind of the same concept. Of them utilizing racism for survival, uh, which is re- like I think my favorite part of that one is the old man, 
that comes out and sees them is like, oh, I don't have any money. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And, he like, <laughs> and he's he ran around uh, away and you could still hear him screaming in the distance. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. It's, just, it's so it's terrible. But uh, yeah, I think that's what, you know, makes it so fun. Is, mm-hmm. You know, another sketch uh, that you would definitely see the influence of um, or you would see kind of a little bit of in a later project is it's obvious he's had this idea in his mind for a while and really wanted to get it out yeah and that is the killer in the mirror maze Hmm, sounds kind of like um a movie we'll be discussing in a few (laughs) moments yeah um again love it it's really funny um like the way it's filmed is really well but uh the creepy voice that he gives a serial killer is is i just i love it that voice that he uses for that particular kind of character like Uh it gets me every time i don't know what it is about it (laughs) but i absolutely love it and i i i guess we can wrap up the discussion about the sketches because like we could go all day yeah. On different little bits that are yeah, in sketches, little, even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of them that aren't necessarily horror. Yeah, but they, but have, they have a weird yeah. thing in them. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was always like, dang, it's so good that he's going to horror. Because mm-hmm. he, he knows it, obviously, from the sketches. Um, I do want to wrap it up, though, with my absolute favorite of the horror sketches. Because it's one of my favorite franchises. And he did one kind of based off of Saw. And it, it's just the guys kind of going, you know what? This isn't too bad. Yeah, it's just, you know, it could be worse. It could be worse. And you got to say, like, this guy really loves his work. And yeah. Just, yeah. And the, the guy goes, like, bonkers by the end because he's like, what's wrong with you guys? Yeah. I'm torturing you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I just love the fact that they use the phrase, um, do what you love and you won't work a day in your life. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like um, honestly, if you've never seen any of Key and Peele, at least look these up. You can yeah. find it on YouTube, like a whole compilation of the horror-themed mm-hmm. yeah. sketches. So at least watch those. Yeah, Come definitely, on. definitely, for sure. Watch the whole damn show, though, because the first sketch is the first sketch of the entire series is the best one, even. Yeah, it's really good. It'll hook you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So wrapping up that side of things. And of course, like they had like it's not like they just like appeared one day and started making sketches. Yeah, no. um, They had uh, previously worked on Mad TV and stuff, which is how their their friendship and mm-hmm. our partnership uh, began. Yeah. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we went back and watched the Mad TV. Yeah. That we would see some horror influence in those sketches. Yeah. I'm really curious as to how much he got to. Actually like, write. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't know. I, I don't really know a whole lot about Mad TVs. Um, like how they worked their talent. Mm-hmm. If it was. If the, ta- if the if the actors wrote their sketches. Because I know that they, there was a writing team too. Yeah. Which I mean there's a writing team for SNL. But. But they um, also have the. But yeah. If you don't write. You don't work. You know. is kind of yeah. the thing. And so you team up. The, the talent teams up with the writers. To complete an idea. So. I don't know how it worked. Uh, for bad TV. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so to kind of pedal back a little bit. To talk. To discuss. Um, the raw horror side of Jordan Peele 
and list off some of like his influences which are incredibly obvious yeah. in all of his work especially like going back to the sketches mm-hmm. um because you ha- you have the likes of you know we already mentioned Stephen King and Stanley Kubrick mm-hmm. um he even lists like Steven Spielberg and M. Night Shyamalan as some of his influences yeah uh, it, and like you can tell yeah, incredibly obvious uh, in his films. Um, I did find out, though, uh, apparently a film that he does list as an influence is actually Chud. And that's so funny. And so a lot of people kind of compare Chud and us huh. together because, I mean, yeah. kind of. I yeah. mean, how, yeah. how could you argue? Yeah. Um, They're underground dwellers. But what's the <laughs> cutest part about this um, influence, and he apparently was really good friends with um, the director of Chud, his daughter. Ah. Um, and he says that was his first girlfriend, apparently. Oh. <laughs> and as I said, she hasn't confirmed it, but she has told stories of like him coming over and wanting to watch chud Mm -hmm. and um they had like one of the manhole covers in their house and he was like so excited when he first saw it and he wanted to play with it and stuff so like i just think that's so cute and out of all the horror media chud it is incredibly (laughs) funny that chud i mean it's big in our it's book. A, yeah, it's big in our like. Yeah, I mean, in Chud too. For funny huh? reasons, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, like it, it is amazing that that's the thing that he has a, a very personal connection with. Right, but I mean, of course, like most of his influences that he lists are the heavy hitters of horror. Yeah, Rosemary's Baby, Jaws, mm-hmm. you know. Pretty much any of the classic horror you can think of, he's listed as something that he loves dearly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and I mean, again, I can't say it enough how everything that he works on speaks to that and it is almost a love letter. Mm-hmm. It, it's like each one of his movies is secretly like a secret love letter yeah. to a particular genre of horror or or a particular director's work Mm -hmm. uh and and just the sheer amount of um passion that he brings to it i i do say though like i'm i wish that because he's he he stated that he pretty much now has retired from acting he's just doing directing Mm -hmm. and it's such a disappointment yeah he's got such a great presence on screen and i understand because yeah. he is a storyteller and he is just like the creativity that just seems to ooze out of him mm-hmm. is 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 amazing but dang it if we just couldn't get a, just a little a little more of the other. I, I would really love for him to go the route of uh you know making a little cameo in his movies though yeah yeah start kind of being like Stephen King or or yeah. the others that you know that just kind of because you know, even Alfred Hitchcock would show up in his stuff. Yeah, and then the whole audience is like, oh my God, it's him, Obi, look, there well, he is. do you think that's the thing, though, is that he doesn't want to take away from the film by Maybe. making a cameo? Maybe. I can understand that. But I promise it won't take <laughs> from the film. We just want to see your beautiful face. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, with the trajectory that he's on, it's obvious he's going to be in the list of 
his influences of being a horror yeah. great. Yeah, you yeah. Know? The next the next generation of horror enthusiasts and stuff. Like I a hundred percent believe that there are already the next generation of mm-hmm. horror directors that have been heavily influenced by him. Oh yeah. And I can't wait to see what in twenty years we get as an homage to his work. Right. When, so that, you know, in 20 years when we're making that episode about that person, we could be like, oh, well, we said in. That's right. We'll reference this episode. Yeah, exactly. If we remember it. <laughs> um, yeah. After his run with Key and Peele, he would quickly go on to make um, some of the best horror movies of of this age. Oh, hands down. Every single one of them. Yeah. I, there has not been one yet that I'm like, eh, is he yeah. losing his ch- touch? Is he losing his chud? Is he u- is he using his chud? Whoa. Oh, well, I that's, don't know. Mm. Uh, I, you know, that's between him and his wife. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so let's dig in a little bit to his, to those movies. Yes, let's start with his debut. Yes. Um, uh, a phenomenal film right out of the gate. Get out. Yeah. Holy cow. Um, Holy mackerel. What? What a way to start your film yeah. career like that. And not to get too deep into it, because we'll eventually get around to doing a full episode for that movie and and, and some of his others. Um, but but yeah, this one is such a. I mean, first of all, it's 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 a thriller through and through. A psychological yeah, thriller. Yeah, and he himself would later on say that it kind of broke his heart um, a little bit because this movie definitely genre hops Mm -hmm. and he was wanting to make a straight horror film and i mean there are horror themes in it Mm -hmm. but it is like i mean there's not a whole lot of like scares or nothing like that you know yeah the monster of the film is an overall thought it's an overall concept yeah and so like i mean it is scary i guess it depends on the person on if it's really scary it 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 it's your upbringing and yeah. <laughs> just everything yeah. about you as a person yeah. is why you would think that this is scary or not. But uh, but yeah, there's just so many things about it. And it's just all-star cast. Yeah. And, and also some folks that would eventually become bigger or be in all of his stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, Old David. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's a movie where I think that there are so many subtle hints throughout it as to what's actually going on like it's a Mm -hmm. very very clever film Mm -hmm. uh because the hints are all there so by the time you're at the end you just kind of go oh my god like this was well it was funny when we were uh watching it again you pointed out that um she says oh and grandma wasn't here and then that's the hint yeah i was like what that's crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it, it is like Little subtle things that he sprinkles in. Yeah. And um, now I won't be able to stir my tea um, comfortably <laughs> ever again. I'm never going to look at a bingo card uh, the same way ever again. Yeah, geez Louise. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things in that movie, that was the thing that I took from it. I was like, ooh. Yeah, I'm freaking... I'm not going to play bingo. <laughs> yeah. The first movie that we actually uh, fully saw from him, though, was the second one, which was Us. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about this movie going in. I just knew that um, I I love 
Lupita, and uh, I mm-hmm. wanted to go see her be a horror movie villain. Yeah. And, oh, my God. She is amazing in it. Well, you know, when it came out, we saw because we saw this one in theaters. Yeah. And, I mean, for the most part, and this is the good thing about all of his, like, all of his movies so far, is that the trailers don't. They don't they give don't too tell, much away. They just go, something something scary is happening. Yeah. Believe us. <laughs> figure, figure it out. Yeah. And there might be scenes in the trailers that are that are potentially huge spoilers in their own right. But you would never know. Only if you see the movie do you really understand what you're seeing. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, for Get Out, there's a lot of things in there that it's so incredibly obvious after you've seen the film. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with us is there's a lot of little things in the trailer and stuff that... Again, super obvious. I mean, granted, Us is a little bit more out there. Mm-hmm. I would say of the three, it's the one that's potentially the hardest to to swallow slash understand because there's, there's a lot of facets to it. There's a lot of layers. Yeah. <laughs> because, well, okay. I already said that we can compare it to Chud, mm-hmm. so I think a lot of people can maybe understand from that that there are underground people. Yeah. And I think my biggest takeaway from us uh, whenever we saw it was, what was the society for the underground people like that whole entire time that they were there? Yeah. Like, how does that work? We, cause, exactly. Because they kind of... Because they're supposed to be... The avatars are, 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 are mirroring... The above ground world, yeah, which would only make sense if the underground was a perfect carbon copy of the above ground. But yeah, it's not. but it's hallways and yeah, it's just hallways and big empty rooms, and it's just like, well, how did they eat? How did they get haircuts? How did they mm-hmm. like? There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of like yeah. who changed their outfits? Yeah, where did we get the red suits from? Yeah. Yeah, well, there's all these little feet, <laughs> like facets to it that it's just incredibly, and that's that's the thing about his movies as a whole. Because Get Out has a ton of things about it that makes you go, God, like this isn't uh this isn't just this spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, the family is the main, like the head family for this foundation yeah but then there were all those other families that were participating in what they were doing and how long had been going on for yeah what's that network look like exactly (laughs) there's this bigger overarching plot that you don't touch yeah no we're just focusing on this part of the story and that's all you're going to get yeah which is great because it's incredibly you know tight and that's the same thing with this movie with us is the fact that there's this whole big wide world of stuff and mm-hmm. all these weird references and i mean hands ac- across america oh yeah like <laughs> i'll never look at that the same way again but <laughs> but it's just yeah how how did that all function and how how did it start how, how like mm-hmm. there's there's so many unanswered questions which don't yeah. make the movie worse by any means it's just like holy crap you could make a whole other series of films yeah. off of these of off these ideas yeah the other surprising thing about us for me since i didn't know anything about it really going in i just knew that i wanted to see it because it was from jordan peele yeah was that tim heidecker was in it yeah he was out of nowhere and i okay i just love everybody in that film mm-hmm. i think i just love every single character everybody does a phenomenal job and yeah. a good amount ma- a good amount of people 
are doing dual roles also. Yeah. And they do a really good job. Yeah, with as that. I said, Lupita, like, oh my gosh, she is so fantastic yeah. in it. Like, honestly, worth the watch just to see her do mm-hmm. her creepy thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course, we have already had an episode dedicated to Nope. Um, and then we even followed up on discussing Nope uh, in our Halloween hangover for, for yeah. any other. I, I, I feel like we've, uh, you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) go on. (laughs) Yeah, I, you know, I think all the fruit gushers are out of the pack and, you know, already gushed. Yeah. Um, It's definitely worth watching. And it is, I think that movie is the most obvious of the three as far as the homage to influences. Because Mm -hmm. it is hands down just a it's it's a it's a spielberg film yeah classic alien story yeah um space jaws with some crazy ass scenes in it that make you scared for aliens yeah (laughs) um and 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 yet again another picture that has so many unanswered questions and this Mm -hmm. bigger overarching concept i still want to know if jean jacket has a baby out there yeah or if she was a baby i still say jean jacket's a girl i'm curious (laughs) as to um what happened to all the footage yeah apparently there's supposed to be a follow-up yeah i can't remember if it's a movie or short film or what but i think that's a movie it's kind of ah while I'm excited for that, I kind of don't want it. I kind of want all my questions to be left unanswered about all of these. I'm just curious as to what angle it's going to hit, if it's going to be about alien investigators mm-hmm. or if it's going to be... Um, I mean, it'd be really crazy if the movie, if they made a whole other film that was just from the point of view of Jupe. Oh, yeah. that <laughs> I know, that would be cool to like, see his side of the story. Because he has a whole other film. Yeah, because he had been messing with Jean Jacket yeah. for a while. And so... Why was it that day that he decided to look up at her? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, to kind of, like, that's a good way to kind of segue into future projects. You know, in regards to future projects, of course, he he already has a fourth film planned to make, the, like an original concept film. But also, he uh, has gotten the rights to work on a remake of The People Under the Stairs. I'm so excited. That is a hundred percent his wheelhouse. I yeah, that's gonna be great. And I just hope that they get the guy back. Yeah. Um what's his name? I cannot think of his name. Mm, what was his name in that movie though? I have no idea what his name mm. was in that Well, I, if you've seen People Under Stairs, <laughs> you know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah exactly yeah (laughs) and i know that he would be want he would be very happy to reprise his role oh yeah yeah (laughs) um so yeah uh really excited about that now of course he his hand has dipped into many other projects within horror another one that we saw in theaters um uh and what blew our socks off? Yeah, I mean, this was this was a hands down. I have to see it in theaters because yeah. I'm such a fan of, of Candyman. The, yeah, Candyman. <laughs> That's two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he co- uh, co-wrote and produced that movie. <laughs> um, and yeah, it it was just phenomenal. It it it, it 
there's so many movies that come out 20, 30, 40 years after the fact mm-hmm. that are that are either sequels or or spiritual sequels and stuff like that. Yeah. And and they don't capture the emotion or the story mm-hmm. as well as it could have. Or it's just a remake remake where yeah. where it's supposed to be a continuation, but they're just rehashing all the same stuff. Yeah. And this was technically supposed to be like a remake slash, you know, a revival yeah. of the series. Um, but they they stayed pretty true to oh, the original. And, it's amazing. Um, the new the guy that's playing Candyman, he's fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, he's never going to touch the original well, by any means. Um, but you know, um, I think he did well enough, and uh, I know they're supposed to be making more. And yeah. I honestly can't wait. I don't know if necessarily Jordan Peele's going to be helping with them again. Probably but... be like executive producer or something like that. Gosh. It was just so cool because the fact that if you're a fan of the original Candyman movies, then you definitely um, can watch it and just be like, oh, man, it's so cool that they they tied in so much. Like the core of the film Mm -hmm. is an homage to the original. Yeah. However, if you've never seen any of the Candyman movies, they got your back. (laughs) <laughs> yeah they'll, because they'll... they re-explain they add to the lore they don't they don't lessen it they don't water it down they build on it so much more mm-hmm. and make it such a bigger concept than the original had even done mm-hmm. and it's it's just so amazing and and yeah like the end of the film there's so many again and this is uh, in my opinion classic peel where <laughs> it leaves you with a lot of questions as far as how how did some of this stuff actually play out? Mm-hmm. Was it in her head? Yeah. How's it going to play out from here? Yes, especially that. Because that ending is so bonkers. Yes. So we won't get into it. Mm-hmm. Maybe right. someday. Maybe someday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one that came out just this last year that we actually haven't watched yet. I know, and I and really want to. And that is insane because of the fact that, first of all, it's the return of Key and Peele. Right. Second of all, it's Claymation. It's it's a it's a Henry Selleck movie. Like. It, it, it's, uh, it feels like it's a crime to have not watched it. Yeah, we should have honestly watched it before this. Um, but, you know, yeah. who has time? That's right. We're too busy doing deep dives and watching old sketches. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's um, it, the movie, by the way, is uh, Wendell and Wild. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, just of, uh, it's a no brainer if you're a fan of Nightmare Before Christmas, mm-hmm. Coraline, James and Giant Peach. If oh, you're yeah. a fan of stop motion animation. Duh. Of course, you're gonna like this. Yeah. I mean, the character designs are just so like so cute. Mm hmm. And so unique. Yes. Yeah, I'm really surprised we haven't watched this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. I'm surprised. <laughs> uh, another project that he was a producer and host of was the revision of The Twilight Zone. Yes. Uh, which was, it was great. Yeah. It, 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 I think, I like it more than... And this is gonna make people mad. Maybe I don't know. Um, <laughs> I like it. I liked it more than the '80s 
uh, revision of Twilight Zone? Oh, for sure. Um, but I feel like this revision of the Twilight Zone got so much flack. Yeah. And I honestly, I can see it for some episodes, mm-hmm. but the overall like production and stories that are told and like all of that. Yeah. I don't see a problem with this revision at all. I think that, honestly, what was working against it is, unfortunately, Black Mirror Mm -hmm. had kind of redefined horror anthologies or what people's expectations are out of them. And this kind of followed more closely in the steps of Black Mirror, if you ask me. Yeah, it's definitely Twilight Zone Black Mirror. Yeah, because it wasn't so much about the... um, the human condition yeah. rather than what could ooh, possibly go wrong. What could possibly yeah. go wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think that sometimes it forgot to have fun. Yeah. Um, that's my criticism for it is that the original Twilight Zone didn't just beat you over the head. Now yeah. it had some of the most important episodes of television history challenging societal norms mm-hmm. and challenging you know, what was going on in the time then. Yeah. And that has been a theme throughout the history of the Twilight Zone. And so for people to have reacted the way they had towards the new one, mm-hmm. you know, blaming it for being too woke and stuff like that. And it's just like, well, you're, mm-hmm. well, th- it's the Twilight Zone. Yeah. <laughs> Twilight Zone has always been somewhat political. Yeah. And, and, and has been for the people. Yeah. <laughs> so if, so it's not for you. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, go back and watch the old show. Like the villain is usually the racist asshole. Yeah. You obviously <laughs> didn't get the morals of the stories yeah. if you yeah. think the new Twilight Zone is too woke. Because even the movie. Uh-huh. Like the, you know, like all of it has been. So, so yeah. I think that it's, I think what really killed it because unfortunately it did get canceled is the fact that it was also exclusively on the cbs Mm -hmm. slash paramount streaming service yeah it was like one of the first shows to be an exclusive on a streaming service and i remember at the time it made us so pissed yeah well because it was just like you know cbs all access sucked yes (laughs) it did paramount plus sucks as a service and so there's a lot of really good programming that are on on mm-hmm. that's on those services yeah. that, and that didn't get a chance because nobody wanted to sign up for it yeah it took us a while to um first of all sign up for it mm-hmm. where we could finally watch this and then second when we finally got it we could barely watch the episodes because it was always crashing. Yeah, yeah. It was freezing, crashing, it would get stuck on commercials. It was garbage. And and still happens. Like I yeah. can't like I can't use Paramount on my PlayStation. That pisses me off. This is not about that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it is just incredible uh disappointment that that show didn't make it. Now, I do know that Jordan's been attached on and off to the Twilight I mean uh uh, to Tales from the Crypt. Oh, my God. And, well, and in our horror anthology TV show episode, I touched on that a little bit because the fact that um, what led him to be involved with the Twilight Zone mm-hmm. was because they just can't figure out what they're going to do with Tales from the, from the Crypt. Well, the people want it. Yeah, the people want it. I need freaking, I need the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. I need, I need all this. Dig or, him back up. Or, you know, they could just... Make Vault of Horror. 
They could just take one of the other two. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and just do that. So have another horror host that's fun, mm-hmm. that does dad puns and shit. Yeah. And, you know, it's whimsical, but also has stories that tell a message. See, that's okay. That is what I'm really scared about. If they redo, like, Tales from the Crypt, that they would bring back Crypt Keeper and he wouldn't look the same because he'd have to be modernized. And, and I'm like, like, no, we can have we can have the old ghoul back. Well, here's my thing is the fact that you've got the Chucky TV show. Yeah. With an animatronic Chucky running around. Yeah. Skin that bitch. Throw the Crypt Keeper face on it, <laughs> just like he did last time. <laughs> And call it good. Yeah. <laughs> like, because the thing is, the guy that does the voice of the Crypt Keeper still absolutely adores that character. Aww. This is not about that. It is not about <laughs> Crypt Keeper. But, my God, if we couldn't go on all day about Crypt Keeper. Now, if they did, if, okay, if they did a, f- like, a fresh take on maybe the EC comics, like, like let's say Jordan Peele got to be a part of it. Like, was okay. horror host, whatever. What if they did... They did it where it was like where you have the Crypt Keeper, the Witch, and, uh, and oh, the, yeah. the Crypt Keeper. Like, what if you had all three of them? But what if what if Key and Peele were, were were two of them? Yeah, that'd be pretty good. But I think I want them to stick to just writing the stories. That's you know, fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I want my I want my ghoulie. Yeah. Now, I guess, like, let's uh, speak, because this is us talking about dream projects and other things we'd like to see him get his hands on. Of course, you know, the uh, mm-hmm. Tales from the Crypt would be great. But um, it's been a while since there's been a, a like, a Tales from the Hood movie. Mm. You know, and it'd be nice if maybe it was presented by him, but he took up like, and coming, yes. talented, you know, young people of color, like, to, yeah. to make tell their unique stories that's what needs to happen that That would be awesome no or even a series but i mean it'd be cool like i like i like the format of an anthology film Mm -hmm. and i'm sure he's got ideas it'd be kind of like the yeah i'm pretty sure he's probably already thought in his head dang it would be pretty cool to do my own tales from the hood yeah but i just i it'd be nice It'd be cool if uh, if that were an opportunity for if he kind of used it like a Project Greenlight kind of thing where mm-hmm. it's just taking all these people that are very talented that maybe haven't gotten their foot in the door and you use this to do it. Yeah, I and I know that I talk about this other man a lot because mm-hmm. he's one of he's like my absolute favorite man in the world. But um, I really want Jordan Peele to team up with Genji. Oh, yeah. Uh, because just because Jordan Peele's stories like kind of have that seemingly like this shouldn't be a horrifying situation, but it turns into a horrifying situation. Um, So I just think their minds together would make something really good. Personally, though, um, out of all of Genji's stories, um, I would want uh, Jordan Peele to touch on... um, the my ancestors story with the with the guy with the weird oh, head yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. 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 um evolving or whatever. Yeah. yeah because yeah. i mean that would be a really cool um especially like if it was an americanized version of it mm-hmm. because like of all the history of like people's ancestors here yeah. and stuff um i don't know i i think that he could elaborate on that story by genji uh a lot more mm-hmm. um yeah. I don't know. I, I just think they would be a cool pair to work together. Oh, absolutely. 
Um, another project that I would like to see him do for like as far as like remakes and stuff goes is I would like to see him do a remake of The Beast Must Die. Ah, yeah, and make it like an actual like theater experience where everybody's like, yeah, getting the clues. Yeah, and maybe stuff. maybe team up with Alamo where where it's kind of like Clue, mm-hmm. you know, where you actually get little oh, notepad yeah, little or whatever cards. or little cards. <gasps> That'd to, be so fun. Yeah, I, I think that'd be really neat. I think that he would, could do a good job with it. Yeah. Plus, also, I think that he could get um, a good cast for <laughs> it. Uh, Matt Berry has to be in it. Matt Berry absolutely <laughs> must be in it. Yeah. Yes. Um. I mean, I guess going back to that though. Um. Um. But there's just I I think there's so much untapped potential and just years mm-hmm. of amazing projects in the Ooh. future. I know somebody else I want him to work with kind of again. Oh, okay. I want him to uh, do more Clive Barker stuff. Yes. I I want him to do an actual full-fledged, his own Clive Barker story. I yeah. don't care which one. Obviously, it's not going to be Candyman and Nightbreed. Hellraiser and stuff. I think he could probably bring some justice to that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, because... Because, like, yeah, Hellraiser's got its own thing going on. Yeah. It's already touched on Candyman. But but I think Nightbreed, because I think that, you know, and again, we've talked about that movie before. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of concepts there that weren't able to be, you know, expanded upon in the original film. And and I think that because of so much time has gone on and it has such a cult following mm-hmm. that I think somebody that loves a little bit more obscure or unpopular stuff would bring it uh, would make a great product oh yeah um i mean considering the fact he's a fan of chud i think <laughs> that i think uh, that he could oh I think duh! He, he could make a new chud he needs to make a new chud <laughs> and chud too bud the chud that's right yeah <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he can just make a, a chud three it's, uh, not like they yeah. have, it's not like you, they have to have anything to do with each other oh wait wasn't there a chud three we just haven't seen it yet i feel like there's another chud you know, who's I just, to tell? I just want more chuds. That's right. <laughs> All the chuds. <laughs> so, um, you know... We can go on and on about all these like potential projects and all these dream things and stuff, but I don't want to take away from the longer conversations that we'll eventually have about his films mm-hmm. and about uh, certain projects he's working on um, in the future. Yeah. <laughs> we just want you all, dear listeners, to go and explore Jordan Peele's yeah. anything. Yeah, this, this episode <laughs> is just like uh, the one for Michael Sheen. This is a... Uh, just a love letter to a cool ghoul. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we are, of course, very interested, uh, dear listeners, into uh, what you would like to see from him. Um, more movies or maybe another show. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how, what was your favorite horror theme sketch? Did we not list one that you particularly like? Yeah. Or is there a particular reference to horror that he's done that yeah. you're like oh my gosh why didn't you guys say this yeah i know wendell had a couple of things <laughs> <laughs> um yeah just get you know give us a give us a comment in one of our social pages we're out there you just gotta find us <laughs> podcast Bangoria. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that brings us to the end this episode 
our next episode, just in time for Easter, we'll be reviewing an Easter-adjacent movie. <laughs> and that movie is Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. Yes. <laughs> A movie that we've been flirting with uh, reviewing yeah. pretty much since the beginning. This will be like... The fourth time in my life that I've seen this movie. Maybe third for me. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I <laughs> I love this film. But so. it's been it's been almost twenty years since we've last watched it. So. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> I'm really curious about um how I'm gonna feel now about it. It's gonna be very interesting seeing it through older eyes. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, be careful when meeting the parents or when you're in a hall of mirrors. And if you are met with cosmic horror, stay calm, have an exit strategy, don't trust the reflections, keep your eyes down, and most importantly, you must stay spooky. Brains. Brains. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Podcast Magoria with Autumn and James, starring Autumn Campbell and James Davis, produced by Taryn Westphal, with music by James Davis. Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for posts related to Podcast Magoria productions. And as always, stay spooky.